Hello, I'm Elliot Knight, Director of the Alabama State Council on the Arts. Welcome to Alabama Arts Radio. Each week, Council staff will introduce you to exceptional artists and special people who make the arts happen in Alabama. Alabama Arts Radio features the visual, performing, literary, and folk arts that contribute to our state's rich cultural heritage. Join us each Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central to explore the diverse and dynamic arts landscape in Alabama. Hello, this is Yuri Carr, Performing Arts Manager for Alabama State Council on the Arts, and I am here today with Kimberly Copeland, Alabama Reading Initiative Coach for MPS, Montgomery Public School Systems. How are you, Ms. Copeland? I'm great. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I know that job title is quite a mouthful, so I appreciate that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Today, we are going to talk about literacy and the impact of arts, the impact of arts on childhood literacy. So, Copeland, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yes, I am a literacy coach, which means that I work with the teachers that are already working very hard in the classroom with their students, and I just kind of look at things and look at what the students are doing and find ways to make suggestions about ways that we can tweak the instruction so that students are becoming more literate. And just another set of eyes to help teachers kind of guide them through the process to have stronger readers. Okay, so what grade level is this? ARI is specifically K through 3. So I'm in an elementary school, but K through 3 is my focus. We need that for the older kids, too. I agree. Yeah. To start with, can you just give us a brief definition of what is literacy? Yes. Well, technically, to be literate is just the ability to read and write. But realistically, there's a much more fluid definition because as you get older, just being able to read, you know, simple, what they call, we call CVC words, simple Mm -hmm. consonant, vowel, consonant words is not going to cut it as you move up. So it is the ability to interact with text and even within the arts It's the ability to look at and but to be able to take in a text or an art and then also to be able to have a dialogue, to be actively involved in that text. Okay. Okay, so basically showing an understanding that they have learned from a text or they're retaining information from text? Correct. If you only can give me back what I gave you or if it's an art, if you can only say that there's blue in the painting, then you haven't comprehended what's going on. In order to be literate, you have to be able to kind of manipulate it enough that you can give it back in your own words. Thank you for that definition. As an educator, what trends have you noticed in regards to literacy and that could be high school trends elementary school junior high because I know you probably taught most of them yes I actually started in secondary Mm -hmm. middle school was my very first start but I was in high school for quite some time as a teacher and I noticed for the longest time I noticed that students would say whatever that word is or they would just skip it Mm -hmm. or they would also we would read a text together. Mm-hmm. I know we were all really, I <laughs> felt really explicit at what right, I told right, them. Right. And then I asked them, okay, y'all, so what happened? Mm-hmm. And it was crickets. They had no idea. They couldn't tell me. And it was, at first, it was frustrating as an, a teacher because I felt like I had given them everything that they needed. And now <laughs> that I've kind of moved all the way back to elementary, I realized mm-hmm. that some of them don't have that foundation that they need. They don't have mm-hmm. the the literacy foundation, mm-hmm. so they're 
cognitive load, if you will, the amount of energy their brain is using to figure mm-hmm. out the words, that's all they got. There's no mm. more room left for them to actually understand, comprehend, manipulate the information. They just get the words off the page. That's as far as their brains are tired. Right, right. And so that's kind of what's happening is sometimes we have to make sure that the things we're using in elementary don't hinder them when they get older. Like things like look at the pictures are really fun until you don't have a picture. And now I don't know how True. to read because in high I school, use the picture. You have words. <laughs> you have a lot of words. And you might get one picture and it doesn't even tell you what the story is about. So Absolutely. I use the pictures mm-hmm. and seemed like a strong reader. But now I have no pictures and I don't know what's going on. It's a different ball game, definitely. So I know you're mentioning pictures, but can you tell us a little bit about how are the processes of art related to the processes of literacy? How can we relate literacy in art? I think they're very closely related. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, literacy is input and output as well as mm-hmm. art because you can, I can really enjoy some art. It doesn't mean I can produce it. Like, I like to enjoy mm-hmm. art as an input as opposed to like an you don't want a painting from me. That's never going to be working. <laughs> so, um, so I think that they both have that I in might. them. That there's well, maybe somebody, somebody, <laughs> my husband, he'll buy it. But I think they're similar in that you know sometimes the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. But they both also have a certain level of a scope and sequence mm-hmm. when you're writing. Obviously, we can't write an essay if we don't know how to write a paragraph. And we can't write a paragraph if we don't know how to write a sentence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we need to know the words in order to do that. And art is very similar where, for example, theater, I can't just get up and do a monologue or I can't just get up and do an entire play. I have to know certain things like where am I supposed to stand and what does it mean Mm -hmm. when I read this on the paper? Stage present. Memorization. Memorization, of course. So, you know, repetition is a key element to... Retaining information. Right, Repetition in both arts key. and in literacy. In literacy, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, yeah, thank you for that. Can you tell us some of the most effective ways to go about implementing art in literacy? Some things that I personally like to do, especially when you have struggling readers or reluctant readers, mm-hmm. is things like let's use art to introduce. As a pre-reading, you can have pictures or mm-hmm. paintings or music mm-hmm. or any other form of art before we even read the story. Let's look at these pictures and what do they tell us? What do you see? What do you mm-hmm. think? And the nice thing about that is because art is in the eye of the beholder, now there's no right or wrong. I can just say what I think and I can mm-hmm. say what I feel and it allows the people, students, whoever, you know, the teacher minded me, but it allows mm-hmm. people to express themselves in a way that's a little less restrictive mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't make me nervous because I know I can just say this is what I see and that's mm-hmm. how I feel. So giving them that input where you can just see it and now it already has your mind going, well, I wonder what this story's about. Mm-hmm. Well, if this picture is of a guitar, then maybe it's about music. Mm-hmm. As opposed to if you just said, read the title of a story and said, what is this about? Sometimes it makes them nervous because then they feel like there's a right answer. But if you say, what do you see in this picture? It's a little less confrontational. Making connections. And I remember particularly working with you. You used to do this awesome piece on This is America, Childish Gambino. And that was one of my favorite units. And the kids were like so excited to break down the elements that they saw related to what y'all were reading at the time in the actual song, in the video. And I'm like, oh my 
God, who would have ever thought to <laughs> teach based on a rap song? And what I loved about that, it was about the unit was about the American dream. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different versions oh, that's of right. the American okay. dream. So, you know, Childish Gambino was saying, hey, mm-hmm. it's not the same American dream to everyone. Right. And what I liked is we listened to it more times than I've ever probably listened to a song in my life because mm-hmm. every class we listened to it probably five or six times because right. each time they were looking for a different literary element. So they were looking for tone and context and mm-hmm. they were able to do that within the music. So it, it didn't seem as painful to the ones that mm-hmm. don't love to read as much because they didn't even realize that really they're reading. It, yeah. it might be music, but it's still right. a text. Right. And they still had the, the lyrics right mm-hmm. there. So they're still really doing exactly the mm-hmm. same thing. And at the end of the day, that's the point. I mean, yes, we have certain things that we have to read, but mm-hmm. reading should not be like pulling teeth. It should be enjoyable. And art is a great way to mm-hmm. make it more enjoyable for a lot more students who, you know, wouldn't read otherwise. Differentiated instruction has been a catchphrase in education. Can you talk a little bit about using art to enhance differentiated instruction in the classroom? And what is differentiated instruction? Well, it is true that it is a buzzword, but realistically, Mm -hmm. most teachers have been doing that for years and years and years. So it's a new hot topic, but really it's just knowing your students and knowing what works best for them and allowing Mm -hmm. them to express themselves in a way that works best for them. We know our students are different, or and even if it's not in the classroom, just people are different and what makes you happy may not make me happy so why should we all have to do the same thing so with art one great way is that can be an after reading Mm -hmm. type of activity where now that we've read the story allow the students to express how they've met these standards and how they understood what they read I've seen some of the most talented artists ever in my classroom they've Mm. done comic books some of them are really digitally artistic and they can create slideshows and they can do digital they can draw digitally I've had paintings I've had students create like a book of poems as a character of like we did when we read Mm -hmm. Romeo and Juliet they wrote Juliet's diary it's amazing for me as a teacher because then I can see their personality shine through and again at the end of the day they get to do something that's fun and I still see that they mastered the standards. And so it's I think, creative. And, and it's, it's creative. Fun. Did you ever have a student to, or a group of students to act out? We love it, acting out a scene. And they love it. And again, it's mm-hmm. it's fun, which, you know, sometimes fun was taken out of school. Not, of course, yeah, not of the fault yeah. of the teachers. But there's so many yeah. things pushed in mm-hmm. that if we can squeeze a little fun in there and they don't even that they're doing like you're learning they don't realize they're learning it's like what'd you do today oh we uh got up and sword fought Mm -hmm. yeah but you were doing blocking Mm -hmm. you were memorizing lines you were you had to get into the character you had to know the motivation of that character Mm -hmm. we've done modern versions i've had them take scenes or stories that ended and give an extension and that's a really high level Mm -hmm. standard for them to be able to take it and know it well enough that they can create something from it right what they think what happened next and that shows a lot more mastery than just a multiple choice test that's awesome I, i really liked it what do you think about social development how does literacy and art develop a student socially and emotionally what what do you think about social and emotional development as it relates to you know the confidence of having those literate students and them being able to express themselves through some of the methods that you just talked about well I think that's multifaceted I think one of the things is education is a human right Mm -hmm. you should leave high school 
with a certain level of literacy, Mm -hmm. you should be able to interview for a job and, you know, fill out a job application Mm -hmm. and get a job. And you should have that certain level of literacy. Mm -hmm. But the thing about the arts is oftentimes that's the reason a Mm -hmm. lot of kids come to school. It was because <laughs> the yeah. fun part yeah. of school, they get to express themselves. Mm-hmm. They find a safe space, especially when they can become mm-hmm. a character. Now mm-hmm. they can say things that they wouldn't say maybe as themselves, but social mm-hmm. emotionally, I was able to vent. Mm-hmm. But it's safe because that wasn't really Kim. But kids need to be able to express it. And That's depending on the age, mm-hmm. they're so concerned about their peers. But if I can be this imaginary yeah. person, yeah. it allows them to get it out. So I've seen a lot of students that the arts, whether it's band or theater mm-hmm. or you know, music, those were the reasons that they came to school. Yeah, so if we can tie English standards or even, even in math, you can find there's always mm-hmm. ways to tie mm-hmm. the arts to not just English literacy, quote right. unquote, but all of the subjects. And it allows students to feel like they're a part of a community and they're not just a number That's at true. a school. That's true. That I have recognized with our art students at my former place of employment the great MPS, the students were like a little family. And it never was like, you know, how the stereotypical movie, and it could be in high school now, you got your squad one and the click two and click three, but they really were welcoming and opening. And I feel like all arts children get along well. Arts is a safe space. For it sure. is. It is definitely a safe space. And I can attest to just being a art student. I was in the band. I was in plays, you name it. It was just like one of those safe spaces for me that really made me want to come to school. I wasn't a terrible student, but I needed that motivation to stay interested. Absolutely. It's exactly right. So college and career readiness, that's our catchphrase term now. Students are going to be college and career ready when they graduate. How does the arts, in your opinion, promote students to be college and career ready? What are some skills that students gain in arts courses to be college and career ready? I think with arts being an art, there's Mm -hmm. actually like an area that you become strong in. I think that that's precisely what we need for college and career ready. To be Mm -hmm. honest, it allows the students to prepare for a skill. For example, when you're in theater, you have to learn the vocabulary because those words are stage mm-hmm. left is really right and stage right is really left like <laughs> it's a whole new that's what I tell students it's a new language and that's what they're doing mm-hmm. and they're learning a new language which mm-hmm. regardless of what job they end up getting mm-hmm. that's important the memorization and also the ability to absorb that mm-hmm. there's going to be norms things that you do in theater that you don't do anywhere else when you're yeah. speaking on stage mm-hmm. that's not how we talk anywhere else you can't come into a classroom yeah. and use the diaphragm <laughs> and project to the masses that's so that there's norms, yeah. so I think that's important because mm-hmm. when you have a job, certain jobs you behave a certain way. Mm-hmm. Teaching, you don't leave kids alone in the classroom to go to the restroom mm-hmm. where you have a different job. You can just go whenever that's you're true. ready. That's so true. that's a norm that you have to get used to, regardless, depending on your job. Yeah. There are certain things that are very weird that would be completely normal, norm, you know, quote unquote normal in another that's true. In another job. That's true. Discipline. Oh, definitely discipline. <laughs> And, you know, we've got the starving artists out there, too, where Uh that means you're disciplined enough and you Mm -hmm. love this enough that you're doing it the right way. Absolutely. No matter what. And that's important. Wherever you work, no matter what job you have, you have to have a certain level of discipline to get up and go. Mm -hmm. 
even when sometimes you don't feel like getting up and going. <laughs> and the arts teach you that as well. Absolutely. It gives you that push. And when you think about discipline, it also, you know, my teachers and stuff, you, if your grades went up to par, you were not marching. That was just it. If you had a C average or a below, you weren't marching a couple of games. That was that push that I needed to make sure that my grades were up. And a lot of my teachers that were my arts teachers, they formed a pretty cool relationship with my mom. Like, hey, this <laughs> is not working. <laughs> we need to go and do something else. But it really kept me accountable. It taught me accountability as a student. Well, now in adult life too, but as a student to say, okay, I can do this. I can budget this time this way. If I feel like I'm slacking off, let me go back and focus. It's that external motivation that you now have internalized, Mm -hmm. but when you're 14, it's not internal, so you need something that can be taken (laughs) away. But I mean, that's part of the process. That's why we have a formal education system, because some things you don't do until somebody can take away your ability to march. Absolutely. And, And as crazy as it is, with theater, it really made me appreciate me. The Mm -hmm. real me and my quirkiness and me and all of my indifference sometimes. (laughs) But it really helps you with identity. And I used to be terrified to speak in front of people. No. Yes. Thank you, theater teachers. Thank Thank you, you, theater theater teachers teachers and band directors. Thank you. Thank you. Because I promise you, like, even now I get sort of, you know, like nervous. But then... I have to reflect back to when I was put on stage. I had no other choice. It was either sink or swim. Might as well do it. So now it just gives me that push to say, okay, I can do it. I'm not terrified. I got this. The spotlight on. Let's go, baby. (laughs) So it's just that extra push. But yeah, a lot of people know I'm not the one to talk in front of a large crowd of people, even if it's a handful of people. Woo, shout out to my theater instructors and you know, all my great people. And that prepared you for what? College and College career. And, <laughs> and you had to have an interview to get here. Absolutely. And presentation. That's all it's, of theater is about presentation. presentation. And yep. when you're scared, something like theater allows you to tap into that other person. Absolutely. So Kim might be scared to go on the interview, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. back and tap into whoever I was before. No, you just got to fake it until you make it. And like you said, I'm on stage now, so yeah. what are you going to do, Stan? there you're already here you might as well gotta make the best of it make the best of it and all of that definitely ties in with whatever Mm -hmm. you want to do with you know when you Mm -hmm. grow up which i don't know if if i'm really at the when i grow up stage yet but i'm really happy (laughs) where i'm at now still growing you know keep growing right i am excited that it gave me a chance to acknowledge mistakes and feel okay with them the arts will Definitely. You know, if you didn't do it right this way, go back and try it another way. It wasn't like it would be losing my role in the play. It just wasn't right. With theater, it's kind of hard to use the word right and wrong, but if it wasn't appealing to an audience member, it's just not right. And (laughs) the ability to take that critique. The ability to take critique. And like you said, it may not be a right or wrong, but if you're Mm -hmm. a specific character Mm -hmm. and if you're saying something Mm -hmm. or doing something that that person wouldn't do, that is kind of wrong. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? In that aspect where there is a premise of what we're following Mm -hmm. and so if the play is set in the 1800s you can't be flying to california but i think all of those things like you said it Mm -hmm. as you're a shining example of how those things helped you become college and career ready before college and career ready was Was the actual thing right don't want to take up too much more of your time but just a few questions as a parent what do you do at home or what can parents do at home to better promote literacy through arts or creative things that they've realized that their children have started 
to do or your children have started to do? What can parents do to further push their children to creatively learn? How can they expound on their talents that they have been discovering? I definitely think we have to listen to our kids. And I know sometimes when they're young, they Mm -hmm. might want to, you know, my youngest daughter said she is going to become a unicorn farmer when she when she was that's what she wanted to be when she grew up but at the end of the day you just have to listen to them they need to feel heard and then when you see that they have an interest in something and they're showing a talent that way you just have to let's just try it out and see like what's what's the worst Mm -hmm. that'll happen let's put them in theater Mm -hmm. and you could love it or then they realize okay check that off the list that's not going to work. That was not for me, but now you know. Right, and you right. just have to ask your kids questions because they mm-hmm. they change all the time. So mm-hmm. let them know that you're interested in whatever they're doing. Keep in touch with their teachers. Find out what story they're reading, what type of questions the mm-hmm. teachers are asking. Mm-hmm. They can't keep avoiding if they hear it at home and at school. At some point, they're mm-hmm. going to have to answer have these to questions. Yeah. And then they realize it's important because if they've heard it, multiple times oh, it's starting to stick in their true. brain like okay mm-hmm. this might be something i need to repetition. pay attention to. Mm-hmm. again back to repetition <laughs> and i think i mentioned this before learning shouldn't be boring learning should not only happen at school that's right if your kid likes singing then ask them to sing you about the best part of their day draw me a picture oh, what happened today so at school cute. draw me a picture mm-hmm. if that's what they're good at and that's what they like to do even if they're not that good at it let them do it anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. What is this? It's- they just want to see that you're interested wow. and be their biggest cheerleader. That's true. That's they just true. need to know that you're on their side. That's awesome. I really like that. So how can we keep up with you? We hear you got a new podcast coming yes. out. Tell yes. us a little bit about what you have going on. A lot of the things that I was seeing going from high school to little kids kind of had me thinking about, you know, I, I knew that I did well when I was in the classroom, but things that I saw that I couldn't figure out why going to elementary, it started making me say, oh, I can see why. So mm-hmm. basically I was like, well, what the but, you know, mm-hmm. because um, <laughs> in elementary school, I said, What the Phonics. So that's my podcast. It's What the Phonics with an F. Oh, I love it. The launch date is April 4th. Okay. The trailer is already available anywhere you can get your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, all that good okay. stuff. On all my social, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. TikTok, um, all of those, it's What the Phonics mm-hmm. all together. Yeah. I'm just trying to work, you know, teachers and parents working together to build better readers. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the goal. Reading should be fun. It shouldn't just be something you do for school. It should be something that you can laugh. You should be able to have a book and laugh out loud. Mm -hmm. They should be your friends. They should be people that you enjoy, like, sitting Mm -hmm. on the couch with. And movies and art, all of it should be the same. You should see a painting in your house and you should think, I'm just happy this is here. You have to be literate so that... Mm-hmm. You can appreciate and enjoy and be happy with all the arts. Well, we're going to close out. Thank you so much, Kimberly Copeland, a.k.a. Cope. If you want to follow her, what the phonics is, how you can follow her all together. Find her on social media. Launch day, April 4th. Trailer's available now. So thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate you stopping by and talking about arts and literacy. And thank you for go having you. me. Have mercy amazing. on your teachers <laughs> out there in the world. I had an amazing time. Thank you so much. We enjoyed you. I'm Yuri Carr from Alabama State Council on the Arts, Performing Arts Manager. Alabama Arts comes to you from the Alabama State Council on the Arts and the Alabama Center for Traditional Culture. Technical production by Deb Boykin. Series theme music, The Bounds of Beauty, written and performed by Scooter Muse.
This week on Alabama Arts, Yuri Carr talks with Kimberly Copeland, Alabama Reading Initiative Coach for Montgomery Public Schools. One great way is that can be an after reading type of activity where now that we've read the story, allow the students to express how they've met these standards and how they understood what they read. I've seen some of the most talented artists ever in my classroom. That's Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central on Troy Public Radio. Tonight on Alabama Arts, Yuri Carr talks with Kimberly Copeland, Alabama Reading Initiative Coach for Montgomery Public Schools. Kimberly talks about how she incorporates the arts in her efforts to help students achieve literacy. Art, one great way is that can be an after reading type of activity where now that we've read the story, allow the students to express how they've met these standards and how they understood what they read. I've seen some of the most talented artists ever in my classroom. They've mm. done comic books. Some of them are really digitally artistic and they can create slideshows and they can do digital, they can draw digitally. I've had paintings. I've had students create like a book of poems as a character of, oh, wow. like we did when we read Romeo and Juliet, they wrote Juliet's diary. But first, the news. 